What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I'm your host. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the controversy. I guess it's a controversy. You could probably categorize it. The Jordan PSA 10 sale that happened like last week. I think it was last weekend. Uh, and it's actually probably better that I waited a little bit to make the video about this or make the the, the podcast at least because I have made videos on TikTok and because somebody asked me about it on TikTok and because I had talked about the Jordan sale and I've been you know I've been a firm believer that I think the Jordans the Jordan PSA 10 will eventually be a million dollars I think you know listening to I was listening to the House of Jordans let me get that potograph episode on let me get that potographs Instagram it was a the content crossover I think is what uh, the name of the show is, and they were talking about the the Jordan market isn't really based around that card, like the which I thought was super interesting. I mean, obviously Chris House of Jordans, they Chris he started the House of Jordans brand and card ladder and all that type of stuff, but like his original uh, concept of his show and all of this type of stuff was talking about basically just specifically Jordan cards. Like he uh, on the show, he had talked about how he originally was, uh, in like a group chat with a bunch of Jordan collectors. And one thing that they talked about on the show that was something that I, I guess I knew, but hadn't really been something that I had thought about was that the Jordan market isn't really about, isn't really focused around that card. So that's one reason why, you know, the, if anybody is getting into the hobby, obviously they're going into that card. But anybody who is an avid Jordan collector or someone who's been collecting Jordan cards for years, that's not even really a card that they necessarily want, which I think is very interesting. It also goes to a conversation that Chris has had on his show, the, um, the uh, Sports Card Culture, I believe, with Christina and Josh, which is a phenomenal show. Actually, one of my favorite shows in the hobby. If you haven't checked out that show, you definitely should. But they were talking about how investors should have more of a collector's mindset where the collector is sort of what – without collectors, you're not – you don't really have a investing market because, you know – as investors come and go, the one group of people who are into cards that really are kind of staying around for long term are these collectors. So the collectors are kind of what should be driving the investment market. And so that could be a, a thing that is maybe affecting the Jordan card, at least right now, in my opinion. I think with 300 of them, that is sort of a lot if you look in the grand scheme of things. Like, if you're comparing it to, like, uh, any type of vintage stuff. I mean, vintage stuff, most vintage PSA 10s are below 100. Some of them are below even 50. Some of them are below even, like, 20 PSA 10. So, like, there being 300 of these cards definitely affects it. But, like I said, I think long-term what ends up happening with this card is that it it has to get to a point where the card basically has to only sell a few times a year for it to really get into that higher-end market. Obviously, basketball and the whole market has sort of... It has sort of collapsed a little bit. It's sort of... Everything has gone down, and I think there are definitely a bunch of factors for that reasoning. Obviously, we saw the Jordan card that sold for 700000 in in January, and it's kind of only gone down since then. And I think eventually it gets back to there. I just don't think it's as... I don't think it's this year. And that kind of gets me back to this point that I, the point of the podcast in general is 
this Jordan card that sells for $180,000. It was very odd to see the commentary around the sale of this card. You know, you had Darren Ravel tweeting about it, you know, and I actually, I don't want to, I think this is the last time hopefully I'll be out. I'll have to talk about this guy is Vegas Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm over him. I'm done talking about him just because he's, you know, I think this is what he, he wants people to talk about him. So he's going to do stuff that makes, but like he even posted on Instagram and I just thought it was really interesting that, like, you know, Darren Ravel, it, you know, it's weird sometimes you see when cards go down the celebration that I think goes on in the hobby at times. And I have expressed this on Twitter that it's annoying. It's like, if people are going to be negative, it's like you should, if you, if you're, if you're going to be negative about cards and, and negative about this, just like sell your cards and go to a different hobby. Like, that's kind of, my thought process and I get obviously that's not a realistic take that's not something that people really want people that are people aren't really going to do that realistically but it's just interesting to see sometimes the celebration in the card community around these cards going down in price especially this one now the one thing that I did think well and then this is kind of also news has kind of come out that there was an issue with eBay, and I, I think at this point, I'm sure you probably have heard this, but there was a bidding issue where eBay wasn't allowing people to put in their bids. Um, eBay was glitching out, I guess. You know, I had someone from, I had talked to somebody in one of my group chats from PWCC, and they were saying that uh, that they were the seller of this card apparently wanted to sell it because there was going to be two coming up in some sort of premier auction with PWCC. So they did the flash sale, and the flash sale essentially had so much traffic on it that eBay wasn't allowing people to put in their bids. And then somebody else I had talked to said that they were going to put in a $220,000 bid on the card. That didn't go through. So the the, the, the auction was canceled. Um, and another, you know, another thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit was... So card porn is an account they do fine work. It's it's not really my cup of tea. Sometimes like they they you know they post they used to post a lot. Oh, and they still do. They they posted a lot of um, you know viral hobby related videos, which I think is fine. You know, there's tons of accounts that do that. They kind of grew their account by doing that, and then sort of shifted shifted into a little bit of different where they kind of are. They have so, no, and I, I also want to point out it's not it's not all of the content that I think is super negative. Like they did point out the the Babe Ruth thing. They had a whole thing that they put out that was really great. But they did have their their post about this card kind of rubbed me the wrong way. If I'm going to be completely honest, because they for whatever reason not well not for whatever reason, but they tried to for for they tried to tie in slab stocks into this flash sale conversation as if slab stocks had anything to do with the flash sale not working. Now, Slapstocks has done, they've been doing some, I think, sponsored stuff with PWCC, which is great. You know, they're they're running their business the way that they like. I don't necessarily love PWCC, so it's not something I would do. Obviously, I've never had the opportunity, so that's not even really an option for me. And uh, But, you know, they're doing stuff with PWCC. That's great. And they had a video where they were talking about the flash auctions that PWCC, do, they do, and then this Jordan card does the the flash auction and it doesn't work. But then for whatever reason, people are trying to tie them into this flash auction, which is just absolutely insane. Like it's an absolutely ridiculous take that that 
just because they put out a video about how good the Flash auctions are, which I'm sh- which realistically, this is probably the first Flash auction or one of the first ones that have had this type of issue because of the amount of traffic that they've probably gotten they or the amount of traffic they got on this Jordan card. And, you know, I just think it's it, at this point, and I'll kind of address this a little bit too, like, I think at this point, if you can't recognize that Slab Stocks is trying to help the community, then I realistically just think that people are just jealous because, sure, they've had some issues in the past where they have slipped up and things kind of went sideways and they didn't go exactly how they planned. Like, they had some stuff where they put out some content and it affected the card price. But it's like, yo, people are doing this all the time. Like, first of all, people... people that's all that's this is what they did with this one specific thing with what one specific player is what literally people have their whole accounts and their all of their content around so it's like just because it happened once and I, I would say it probably happened more in this circumstance because of where we were at at the time like slap socks at the time was still probably one of the biggest content creators in the space so like sure it did affect what was it did affect the price of the card probably more than it does now when somebody puts out their puts out their undervalued guy or whatever but like they clearly didn't do it on purpose and then and then you know it it's really it's just it's just ridiculous there and if and honestly like it, it, the amount of people in the comments like it's so wild to me sometimes the amount of people in the comments who are just they just comment hateful stuff and for not for no, I mean, for in my for in my opinion, for no reason, because if you look at overall what Slap Socks has done for sports cards, it's been positive. Like I, I don't understand how people refuse to accept it, and I think it it goes back to a conversation that I've had on the podcast and with content. It's about like there are people who are running businesses and brands who are successful in this hobby and then there's people who are just they have a anonymous Instagram account where they just post whatever they want with no repercussions and you know it's always people posting you know I'll give I'll give cardporn credit that they posted it on their main feed and not their story because people will just post anything on their story and it's gone in 24 hours and then there's no accountability unless someone screenshots it but it's like at what point is someone gonna really gonna screenshot something like that? But it's like people just post stuff with no accountability, realistically, and it's just it's it's ridiculous, honestly, at this point. And you know that's kind of my whole thing about that. It's like what are we what are we really doing here? So like, I mean, I'll go back to this this auction here. So you know, it's and my thoughts on it is that it it's unfortunate for the buyer one hundred percent because the buyer. You know they got a good deal on the auction. They got a good deal, and the the hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Obviously, that's so much less than what it actually should have sold for. So I look at it from two sides. There, like I look at it and say, you know, it's unfortunate that the buyer didn't get the card for the hundred eighty thousand dollars. But at the same time, it shouldn't have even sold for hundred eighty thousand dollars in the first place because of this the the errors and the flash auction stuff that was going on on the platform. So. Uh, you know, and, and I, I think I posted post about it on TikTok. And people were like, "Oh yeah, it's pretty pretty convenient that it sells for this price." And then, but like I talked to people who said they were going to buy the card for more. So it's like, you know, at what point do people, I guess, put their maybe their biases aside and realize that this is this is a good thing? Because if if that Jordan card sells for one hundred eighty thousand dollars, I think that could be that could be really bad. 
like that could be leading towards more things, more people panic selling. And realistically, I think that's kind of what's going on. Like, I think a lot of people are panic selling because they're seeing the prices go down. I think, you know, I also just think that there's a lot of cards coming back from PSA. Like, I've been trying to calculate and put together some data from like card ladder sales of how many how many cards have actually sold since PSA uh, essentially shut down their auctions? Because I think, I think it's I've been saying that it the, the one of the main reasons that cards have gone down has been because people are people are preparing to put the cards up for auction. Uh, but at the same time, like I need, I guess I do need to kind of look into it a little bit more just to make sure, just to make sure that is the case because. I, I've been I, I, that's one of the things I've been saying and I guess if it's not necessarily the case like that's maybe not exactly correct but I do think that people have been preparing for these cards to come back and they're they're willing to sell the card for less because they were prepared to sell it for a certain price when they expected the card to come back in the first place like I, I'll, I'll look at it this way like if Somebody sent in a card, let's just say, I don't know, last August or last, like, July or something like that, and they expected the card to come back, you know, maybe December, maybe early January, February. Um, actually, that timeline doesn't exactly make sense, but because at that point, the card was the cards were super expensive. But, like, I look at it and say, like, in that, in that time frame, I guess, if they, were, if they were willing to get the card back and they were planning on selling it and they knew the price that they wanted to get for the card once it came back and what they wanted to sell it for, you know, I think they look at the pricing of the cards now and they say, well, this is sort of what I expected to sell the card for anyways, so I'm okay selling, selling the card at, like, you know, even if it's down 30 40 50% from the all-time high in February or January, January, February, they're okay selling the card at the prices that they are now. And if you have a bunch of people who are willing to sell at that price because they were, that's just the price of what they, it was the card was at when they were expecting to get it back in the first place, that's going to lead to more people than selling their cards and then people probably panic selling because they're seeing the prices go down. Now, I've been trying to figure out, and I don't, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put more time into it on this podcast because I've been trying to figure it out exactly. Like, what brings the basketball market back? Like, at what point do we see cards start to kind of increase again? I mean, I think it's going to just take a lot longer than maybe people are expecting. And I've talked about this where the hobby has changed and it's not exactly – it's not what it was in January, February. Like, there was so much that has changed. Like, no one expected PSA to shut down. Nobody expected NFTs to become as popular as they did. Um there's just a ton of factors, I think, that led to kind of where we're at now. Like, But if you look at some of the other markets, they've held pretty stable. So it's like I think basketball at the time was just the most popular market. And I do think it's that people are preparing. I think people are expecting the cards to come back. So they're selling maybe a little bit cheaper. And maybe they're even expecting that once all of these cards hit the market, that cards are going to go even further down. So they're selling for less than what they expected. But like with this Jordan card specifically, it's – it's not good that the flash auction didn't work, obviously, but I think it's good that they were able to figure out what happened and that they were – and I think it's also good that it's go, the card is going to eventually sell again. And does the card sell for 180000 I don't think so. I think we're 
I think we're kind of at the, the, the I hope at least we're at a floor of where the Jordan card is going to sell. But at the same time, like who who could have expected any of this really to happen? I guess, you know, there's obviously the people who have been talking about all the, you know, the crash or whatever. So maybe you'll say, well, they've expected it. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but they've been saying that since 2018 before the, the rise, the, the rise in 2019 and 2020. So it's like, I don't know. You know, I think it's. I think it's just going to take a lot, a lot longer for these cards to go up in value. Where you know, s- six months to a year ago, it was like in a day, or in two days, or in three days, or in a week, or two weeks, whatever. These cards go up extremely high in value. I think the Jordan card is just going to. The Jordan card we already have uh, gone over the amount of sales from all of 2020 of this Jordan PSA 10 Fleer card. So I think it's going to take, you know, it's going to take a it's going to take people buying up these cards and then not wanting to sell them for for a while and only having 5 to 10, maybe even less of these sales for this card to really increase to a point where it could hit a million dollars in my opinion. And I think it will, but I think it's going to take it's going to take a lot longer than maybe people are expecting. Um and yeah, I mean that's pretty much what I've got on that topic. And I want to thank everybody for for uh, thank everybody for listening here on this episode. Uh, that is the that's all I've got. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. Uh, if you want to leave us, if you want to leave a review, that would also be phenomenal as well. So I want to thank everyone, and I will see you in the next episode.